0: of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge apply Ctmobile.com.
1: we've got uh, one of the better uh, writers uh, going out there right now from ESPN uh, joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline our friend Alden Gonzalez uh, Alden how are you today man good to talk to you
2: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? We're good.
1: Great. Thanks. Very good. Uh, let's let's start off with Manny Machado. I mean, he certainly uh, created a stir here in San Diego. I I, I don't know if he had much choice. Uh, he was going to get asked about whether he's going to opt out of his contract. Probably going to get asked all season long if he didn't at least answer the question. So he did. Some people are upset about it. Some fans, I guess, are upset about it. The Padres seem to be taking it in stride. Uh, tell me what you think Manny Machado's thinking and how you think this all may play out.
2: Well, what he's thinking is exactly what he said, which is that he plans to opt out at the end of this season and become a free agent. Uh, now, obviously, those things can change, and I will say that it's a little bit rare for a player to declare intentions like that before playing his first game of the season, because obviously injuries can happen, anything can happen. But from what I heard, um, his agency gave the Padres a February 16th deadline. They wanted to get a deal done for them. uh, And it wasn't until two days before it that the Padres came with an offer that Manny Machado's sides felt was short on the money. Uh, They offered, uh, from what I'm told, uh, and Kevin Acey of the San Diego Union Tribune reported this first, uh, they offered an extra five years at $105 million, which is essentially makes it the Xander Bogarts contract, right? Because when you lump in the money that was left, it's basically 11 years, $285 million. And look, Manny Machado was not lying when he said that the markets change, right? Um, he feels like he can get a lot more than that in free agency. And when you look at what guys like Trey Turner got, what Aaron Judge got, and then when you consider the fact that outside of Shohei Ohtani, Uh, there's not really much star power on the free agent market. He probably feels that if he has another MVP caliber season, he can do better. And are there some hurt feelings here too because the Padres didn't come with an offer until two days before it? Yeah, I think so. Um, Can that be resolved though? Absolutely. Um, But as of now, uh, they're saying that they're going to stick to that deadline. Um, They're not going to negotiate anymore. And he's going to eventually be a free agent. But I think they're open to open to continuing to talk because they want Manny Machado to continue to be their franchise player, so they'd be open to it. But I think Manny's side, at least for now, um, has moved on.
3: We're talking to Alvin Gonzalez of ESPN on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And uh, the the Padres, I'm going to move over to the rotation because we will be talking about Manny Machado and his contract until the end of the season when something gets figured out. But with the rotation, they assign Michael Walka. They have guys like Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo. And, and I think that the Padres may go with the six-man rotation to start the year like they did last year. But what do you think about the, the current line or rotation that they have in, and where does Michael Walka fit in? Is he above you? you think Nick Martinez and Seth Lugo, is he in the middle? Uh, where, where do you think he's going to go?
2: I think Michael Walker, just given, I mean, and, and you could base a lot of this stuff just based on the contracts that they're given. I think Michael Walker probably slots in, I guess, maybe ahead of them. Um, look, obviously the big three is Udarvis and Joe Musgrove and Blake Snell. And I think you have my, basically Michael Walker as the number four, and maybe Nick Martinez is the number five right now. That's just my guess at the moment. Um, I know Nick Martinez's contract, and I think Seth Lugo's contract as well, but you'd have to correct me on that, is highly incentivized for for games started. Um, But I think this is a situation where the Padres are going to go into spring training and they're going to see what kind of starting pitching depth they have, what kind of needs they have in their bullpen. And if it makes sense and they have enough to truly go with a six-man rotation, I think that would be their ideal because I think they felt like, that was very beneficial to them in the first half of the season. I know talking to some of the pitchers about it, they liked it because they got an extra – they ba- they basically would get an extra bullpen day in between starts, and then when they were pitching, you know, the concession that Bob Melvin had with them was, we're going to let you pitch deeper in the game because you have more time off in between your starts. And I think some of them feel like it helped them be stronger in the second half of the season. So if somebody like a, an Adrian Morihone or Ryan Weathers steps up, or if Seth Lugo and Nick Martinez both prove that they need to be starting pitchers, I think they'll go with a six-man rotation. I just don't know that they're going to force it.
1: Alden Gonzalez is with us from ESPN. Uh, just, uh, you know, I'm in awe because he can write so well. Something I couldn't do. That's why I had to go <laughs> Speaking into Speaking from
3: a former writer. From right a there. former writer. This is why
1: I'm a former writer, because I couldn't write like Alden Gonzalez. Alden, baseball is talking about, and I honestly can't believe this, but they're creating an economic reform committee. I guess the idea of this is to keep people like the Mets and the Padres and maybe other teams from, quote, spending foolishly. It seems to me that what this economic reform committee is designed to do is to protect the owners who don't feel like spending and committing and trying to win as much as teams like the Mets and the Padres do. Where's this going to go in baseball, do you think?
2: Yeah. I Actually, uh, I wasn't there for Peter Seidler today, regrettably, but uh, I saw a quote of his on social media, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I think he said something to the extent of he was asked about the risk of spending so much money on his roster, and his response was, well, there's also risk in not spending enough on your <laughs> roster. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I love everything about how he approaches this. I, I-, I will say that. The economic, there's another aspect of the Economic Reform Committee that that needs to be brought up, which is that the um, impending, it seems, bankruptcy of Diamond Sports Group, um, the entity that owns uh, Valley Sports' um, 19 regional channels, and how that might change the landscape of the cable model, what that would mean for teams like the Padres who rely on these rights fees to help them. Um, pay for players essentially and make up a, a vast, uh, a good portion of their revenue, and what that is going to mean for streaming and how it might change the financial landscape of baseball. I think that's also a big reason why that committee was formed. But yes, like you said, I think a theme of this offseason, um, and I'm not saying it's a correct one, has been that there's the haves and the have nots because you look at the teams. That spent a ton of money. I, I, I don't think it's ever any more clear than in the National League for example, right? You look at the Braves, Phillies, the Mets, they all spent big money. They got better. And then you look at a team like the Marlins, which is at a point in its franchise where they're trying to contend um, and they feel as if they can't and they can't keep up. And so they had to make moves on the margins, trading for A.J. Puck or signing Gene Segura, smaller moves, relative to everything that else has transpired in the National League East. This has been a debate basically since the, since the dawn of free agency, uh, <laughs> where you have owners of small to mid-market teams claiming that they don't make enough money in order to be able to come, keep up with the others, and that basically they lose money every year, or, or if not, they just remain flat every year. And then you have the union, which says that's absolutely not true. Look at all the revenue-sharing money that you make. Uh, Look at all these other streams of revenue. You guys are billionaires anyway. Your franchises appreciate greatly in value. You do have the money. And, I mean, look, look, I lived this during the CBA negotiations of last year. At the end of the day, we can't prove it because the teams outside of the Braves and the Blue Jays, they can't open up their books to show us their financials. But this is what small to mid-market owners claim, and then there's the other side that says that they're lying, Um, and now here we are. But it is a problem, and I think – And I think Rob Manfred was smart to at least form this committee to at least try to get out in front of it. Um, But, I mean, look, I'm going to quote my colleague Buster Olney who said this on his podcast recently. (laughs) There's so much being made of what the Padres are doing and not enough being made of what the A's are doing, which is a complete rebuild. and not spending any money whatsoever on their team. And that should be a bigger problem than what the Padres are doing because what the Padres are doing is great for baseball.
1: Thank you, Alden. Thank you, Buster. <laughs>
3: yes, yeah, so we're talking to Alvin Gonzalez from ESPN here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, and I know that you wrote about Otani. And speaking of someone else who's going to make a lot of money here, possibly after this season, uh, Padres fans are really they're 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 really locked in on Otani becoming a Padre if Manny Machado leaves or if uh, someone else leaves the team and they free up some money, but. For me personally, I think that is too much. You're putting too much on Otani by paying him a lot of money and trying to get the value out of probably a long contract. Where are you at with Shohei Otani? And you, you talked to his agent. He he said that he wants to explore free agency. What do you think about what we're going to see this year?
2: Well, this year I expect him to be a fantastic, uh, just, just once again a transcendent two-way player. Hopefully he just stays healthy. And he's proven that if he's healthy, he can do that. Uh, but as for what I would expect in free agency, um, I, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be lining up, even teams that you wouldn't even expect to have that kind of money. Uh, I do think if he has another season as a player like that, he's going to get a 500 plus million dollar contract. I really do. Yeah. Um, and the fact that this is probably the most unique free agent in baseball history, well, he's actually the most unique player in baseball history. I think you're going to see a lot of teams that are going to be lining up for Now, is there? A major difficulty in projecting his next contract because we've never seen him play a player like this. Absolutely, but I think there's going to be enough suitors that um, it's not going to be a problem in terms of him getting the money that he wants. I would not be surprised if the Padres got into it. I have been I have made the mistake of being surprised by the Padres before, and I'm not going to do it again. Uh, <laughs> so I do think we? There's a lot of moving pieces there. Maybe if they sign Otani, they trade Juan Soto. Who knows? I'm just. I'm obviously just speculating. Yeah. But I know the Padres love Shohei Otani, as does everybody else. And they're at least going to look into it because – and any anybody would be foolish not to look into this player becoming a
1: All Alden, last thing before we let you go, appreciate your time and uh, and all of the great info. Uh, your take on the new rules and how they're going to play out. We're a couple of days away from actual spring training games and the pitch clock going and the shift going away and uh, base runners only being allowed to be picked off twice per at-bat. Uh, What do you think is going to work? What do you think, if anything? What do you think is going to be a might be a bit of a
2: struggle? Well, I think the pitch clock is going to work, and even if it's going to get maybe pushback or guys going to have a hard time adjusting initially, I think the pitch clock is going to be a major game for the sport. You're going to be amazed by how much quicker games move, and I think it's critical. And I I think it's going to have a major impact. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a ton of controversies about managers or coaches players complaining about when the pitch clock started and did it start on time and there's going to be so many situations that come up mlb tried to prepare for every scenario but it's impossible to prepare for every scenario so there's going to be some hiccups there Um, but overall i i'm excited for the changes i mean uh is the shift restriction going to have a major um added benefit to batting average on balls in play i don't know but I'm going to love seeing shortstops play shortstop, right, and second base and play second base. Um, And I'm going to love it that a lot of times those line drives up the middle might not be outs anymore, right, because what are hitters taught? They're taught to hit the ball up the middle. But with the shift, you hit the ball up the middle, you're hitting a line drive into the glove of another Um, infamator. I'm hopeful. The one thing that I want to see outside of a quicker pace, I want to see the stolen base become a factor in baseball in major league baseball again i miss it i don't know how much of an aspect the bigger base is going to have anybody you talk you talk to says that it's going to have some impact but not a major one and, and i hope it at least just pushes the sport back in that direction so overall i really am i'm excited for the new rules i like them i think they were necessary.
1: Alden, uh, what a great visit, man. Thank you for everything. Appreciate what you do. Continue to look forward to uh, reading your work and look forward to catching everything as the season goes along. We appreciate your time as always. Thank you, sir. Great.
2: Thank you so much. appreciate
1: it. Great stuff. Alden Gonzalez, ESPN, right there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet! Find new roads. Uh, he's good, and uh, he's good. He's he's right <laughs> up my alley. I mean, I you know, I, I I don't always agree with everything everybody says, but I got to tell you, I agree with most everything he said. Um, you know, the Sotani thing's going to go over five hundred, and you know that's going to drag Manny's value up uh, even more, especially if Manny has an MVP type season. The one thing I wasn't aware of there that he said, and, and maybe I just didn't read closely enough, but He said and it does sound like the Padres are willing to try and get something done with Manny, you know, between now and whenever then is. Yeah. But he seemed to indicate that the Manny side may not want to negotiate at all until the season is over. They don't want it to be a distraction. So, it,
3: it also doesn't make a lot of sense for him to negotiate during the season because, like, what if he gets off to a slow start and, and the Padres could use that, Oh, oh
1: numbers are dipping, you're, you're going to lose then money Then you got here. a Corbin Burns type of situation. Exactly, and you don't the, want to do that either. the team saying negative things about their own player. I, you know, look, I, I wish, you know, Alden said that what Manny did is rare to come out and talk about it before the season starts. But everybody knew he was going to opt out. And so I think he had very little choice but to say something now so that he didn't have to answer questions about it all season long. He I'm with wants you. to play baseball and I agree with Tony. Tony said Banny is one of these rare breeds who can separate the two and I think he can. I think he'll go out and play great ball and I think all the while they'll try to figure out, you know, something to keep him in San Diego. And if he becomes too expensive, then the Padres will go in another direction. But you know what? 2023 is not going to be affected one way or the other. And the only way Manny's situation is going to affect 2023 is in a positive way for the Padres. Because it it behooves Manny to have a great year. It does. It, it, it's, all it's a contract him. year for him It's now. a contract year for him. It behooves him to be great this year. If he hits 230... And hits only 17 homers and only drives in 80. Guess what? He might have made a mistake by opting out. Yeah, he might but, get the same contract he already. Or he has. might just end up getting the same thing he already has. Bob
3: Nightingale over the weekend did put out, and Alden uh, alluded to this that the Padres gave him an additional five years, 105 million dollars. Yes, so I read would take all that it, stuff. Yeah, I would take it to 405 million dollars in total. No,
1: 485.
3: 485. 485. He would like
1: 485 million dollars.
3: Or no, was it 485? No, I don't think it's 485 cuz he he made 10 years thir- 300 when he signed here. Anyway, they're pretty far apart.
1: They at are the but you know that means the th- that means that they're willing to at least it's talk It's 400 to million to 285. That's what it would okay. have been. There 400 million Manny apparently wants 285 is what the Padres are apparently offering so there's a there's $1.15 missing somewhere I, in there. I wish, I wish <laughs> I had that to worry about. Isn't that something? All right. Uh, we'll take a quick time out, come back, reset what's happening. Got a little daily gambit to catch up on as well as Gwen and Chris continues.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.